Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Would you speak, please, first to your statement of January 22nd, uh, and I was on your website, that's where I found it, concerning the vaccination rollout plan. What are your thoughts? What are the BCTF's thoughts? Well, we understand that, you know, the the high-risk populations need to be prioritized, absolutely. Um, And so there is an age-based measure that... that they're using in BC to give the vaccinations. Um, we do anticipate that additional vaccina- vaccines will become available, however, and we would like to see uh, frontline workers prioritized, so firefighters, you know, grocery store workers, and teachers uh, among the frontline workers that should be prioritized. We think that ought to be a, a part of the conversation right now um, because we do anticipate you know, additional vaccines will become available in the next few months. Yeah, for sure. Well, we hope. I shouldn't say for sure. Let's hope it's for sure. It's kind of weird when you have to start to qualify for sure. Uh, Ms. Morning, what about the mask wearing at schools in British Columbia? I know that's very important to you and to the Federation. There are changes happening. Speak to that, please. And Are you seeing what you want or not quite enough? It's it's definitely not enough. <laughs> it's a step in the right direction, but there's been a real resistance to mask wearing in schools in BC, uh, and we've adopted the same position of as the Public Health Agency of Canada, which says students ten years old and older ought to be wearing masks, and we agree with that, and, and ought to be wearing masks all the time, um, and we agree with that position. And so there was a stronger mask policy put in place, um, but allows you know students not to wear masks when they're at their desks, which we don't agree with. Currently, the students are wearing masks at desks, so that, that's actually a bit of a regression from what's actually currently happening in a lot of our schools, not all, unfortunately. Um, but we were looking for a stronger mask mandate. Um, I think it's important that there was a recognition that there was this additional layer that was needed inside learning groups or cohorts, um, because up till now, the only requirement uh, inside the cohorts for safety was hand washing, you know, not physical distancing, you know, and, and not any, not improved ventilation, you know, not any of the other measures that we're also calling for. Okay, now, in October of last year, you issued a statement that teachers in British Columbia felt health and safety matters surrounding COVID-19 and the threat of COVID-19 were insufficient. What remains necessary? I know you're not entirely satisfied with the mask changes. You just said that. So what overall remains necessary from the Teachers' Federation's perspective? So we've also conducted a very recent poll where 60% of our members, you know, still say health and safety measures are inadequate or completely inadequate. So we would like to see a stronger mask mandate still. Um, There is an odd thing happening in B.C. where if you're in grade 6 or 7, if you have a child in grade 6 or 7, in a middle school they have to wear masks, but not in elementary schools. And, and you know, it's, it's hard to understand that decision-making, but, you know, definitely a stronger mask mandate. We'd also like to see um, classroom density reduced to allow for physical distancing. This is happening in some districts where they are using a hybrid model for older students in particular, um, where they attend school every day, but not for the entire day, so that class sizes are reduced. We'd also like to see ventilation uh, addressed in classrooms. Right now, the advice is to open windows. Um, But, you know, we're in the middle of winter in BC. We have, you know, many parts of the province that are extremely cold, so opening windows is not feasible in terms of increasing ventilation. 
We also have many schools with old ventilation systems, so we would like to see some of the federal dollars going towards buying um, portable ventilation systems for classrooms, especially classrooms that don't have ventilation systems at all. We have a lot of portables in BC. We have, you know, really overcrowded uh, situations here. Um, and and for classrooms in particular that don't have windows that open. And so, you know, we think these are reasonable um, measures given we know a lot more about the virus now than we did in September, and yet we haven't seen any changes or enough changes to the safety measures that have been put in place. It's very interesting to hear you and speak to these issues. I, I spoke yesterday um, with Harvey Bischoff, who's the president of the Ontario Secondary School Teachers Federation, and and we like to hear how, how the teachers federations feel about what's going on as far as COVID is concerned, many different aspects. Uh, and, and in Ontario, there's not a very happy relationship between the provincial government and the teachers federations. How would you assess the relationship between the Horgan government and the BCTF? Well, I would say that, um, you know, we're, we're sitting at the table, so that's one thing that's happening in B.C. that's not necessarily happening in other jurisdictions. Government has a ministry steering committee. We uh, sit at that steering committee, uh, and, and we have uh, our members on the health and safety work group, which is a ministry group as well. And so we're at the table, and we're having the conversations. I think the problem we're experiencing is that it still comes down to individuals making decisions, so government officials making decisions, and, and public health officers making decisions that don't understand or have a full understanding of the education context. In other words, you know, to say that elementary students in grade 6 and 7 shouldn't be wearing masks you know, uh, is not uh, something that, uh, you know, resonates with our members. Um, we know that there's lots of rules in elementary schools that are different from for older children than younger children. And, in fact, we would say that older children wearing masks may encourage younger students to wear masks also. Uh, and we don't see, you know, that as being a, a detriment. And so we constantly are having this uh, issue in D.C. with um, that gulf between health and education. And we think that the, uh, you know, voice of educators, the voice of people in the classrooms themselves, really ought to be more centered in the conversation than, than it is. Okay, we spoke yesterday with uh, Dr. Martha Fulford. She's an infectious diseases specialist and an associate professor of medicine at McMaster University. She and uh, over a 100 other Canadian doctors from across the country and different specialties uh, signed an open letter to education ministers and premiers across Canada saying that students belong in the classroom, that there is every bit of evidence, medically and otherwise, that they belong in the classroom, that is far better for them for mental health, physical health, and so on, and that the COVID threat isn't uh, nearly as significant among kids. And she also pointed out that, uh, and I hope I'm getting this correctly, that I really shouldn't say this, but I'm going to give it a bit of a shot here. The teachers have not experienced uh, the, the kind of uh, COVID infection rates that uh, that others might have feared. And I may be way off base here, so if I am, I apologize in advance. So here's my question for you. Would you agree, because you haven't kept kids out of school in British Columbia very much, have you? No, you know, we understand that schools need to be open, and we've okay. been really clear about that. We, we were saying they need to be open, but they also need to be safe. And so in BC, we're also having an issue with that we don't aren't getting the data from schools. 
And so we don't know how many uh, adults have been infected um, with COVID-19 who work in the education system. We don't know how many students have been infected. We don't know how many uh, in-school transmissions there have been because we aren't getting the data that Quebec, Ontario, Manitoba, and Alberta are all providing uh, the public. That's not happening in B.C. So we're being told um, that the transmission rates are low, and I, I don't doubt that. But, you know, it's really perplexing why that information is not being shared, especially from an educator's point of view. When we're in a pandemic, when there is a highly stressed working population, um, there needs to be more information provided, not less. More information is real, really an antidote to that feeling of, of um, uncertainty or that, you know, we're not getting the complete picture of what's going on. You know, I, I think that it, it, what has happened in BC also this data collection has been left to parents to share on Facebook, um, and, and some reporters are, are collecting it as well. And that's really the wrong way for us to be getting information. We ought to be getting it from the public health officials. Well, it's interesting. I heard yesterday from a Canadian premier, from uh, Premier Scott Moe of Saskatchewan, that a lot of the information that he's receiving, he's re- receiving from media. So the lines of communication don't seem to be what they should be. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.